Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Photography Explained podcast. In this episode, what is the exposure triangle? I'm your host, Rick, and each week I'll try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the relevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help us with our photography and no more. Sounds good? Okay, let's do this. So what is the exposure triangle? Blimey, I have to start by saying that this is going to be a tricky one. It's quite a hard thing to explain, certainly in words. It's it's easier to explain with a camera in front of somebody, but um, I'll give it a go. I've got 10 minutes to explain something complicated, but hopefully I have a cunning plan for how to explain it, which was um, the way I got my head around it, really. Is this important? Yes, it is. This is very important. What is the exposure triangle? Well, there are three elements to the exposure triangle. You'd have hoped so, wouldn't you? These are shutter, aperture, ISO. The combination of these three camera settings determines if an image has been correctly exposed or not. Well, what's a correct exposure then? Well, a correct exposure is one where the balance of light is correct. Now, that's not a very good explanation, but the way I explain a correct exposure is by explaining what an incorrect exposure is. Don't worry, this will make sense. In simple terms, if an image is not correctly exposed, then it is either underexposed or overexposed. What does underexposed mean? I have to careful here because I get these wrong way around sometimes. This is why I've gone to plain English. An underexposed image is darker than a correctly exposed image. Yeah, that's right. With an underexposed image, not enough light has reached the sensor, resulting in a darker image. An underexposed image has lost highlights and lights and is incorrectly exposed. Basically, an underexposed image, you've lost data from the right-hand end of the histogram, if you look at it, or as I like to call it, all the bright stuff. So what does overexposed mean? Well, this is pretty much the opposite of underexposed. An overexposed image is lighter than a correctly exposed image. With an overexposed image, too much light has reached the sensor, resulting in an image that is too light. An overexposed image has lost shadows and darks and is incorrectly exposed. If you look at the histogram, which I don't use that often, to be honest with you, that means you've lost data on the left, the dark side of things. Basically, you've lost data in the darks and the shadows. That's pretty much it. So the correct exposure is the right balance of the highlights and the shadows, lights and darks, and all the bits in between. You're not losing data at either end. Well, you're probably losing a little bit of data, but only a little bit, and that's the correct exposure. I have to say here that when you take a single photo with a camera, it cannot record what you can see with your eyes. So you will lose data at both ends, but with a correct exposure, you've recorded the maximum amount of data that you can in a single image. That makes me think that next episode I should talk about HDR. I'll come back to that one. I'll get through these three parts of the exposure triangle first. I'll, um, I'll make a note of that one, though. So this is where it can get complicated, but I'll try to keep this simple and easy to understand. Let's explain what these three parts of the exposure triangle are. Aperture. Well, this is simply the opening in the camera lens that lets the light in when the shutter's open. The size of the aperture can be changed to let more or less light in. The shutter opens and exposes the camera sensor to the light focused by the lens. So the time the shutter is open can be adjusted to let more or less light in. The third element is ISO. This is the sensitivity of the camera sensor to light. This again can be adjusted to make the sensor more or less sensitive to light. So each of these three things on most cameras, I have to caveat, can be adjusted. They can all be adjusted relative to each other. Hopefully you're with me so far. So the combination of the aperture, shutter and ISO are what produce the exposure of an image. 
If you change one of the elements, then this changes the exposure. And to explain this, I need to go to a very unfortunate term called stops. If photography is being invented today, we wouldn't have things such as stops and F8, 11, F16 and all these baffling things that don't seem to relate to each other. I'd like to think that we'd have nice linear metric scales, 1 to 10 each, which all made sense. But no, we'll stick with the old terms. Aperture, shutter and ISO can be changed in units called stops. They can actually be changed into half stops or thirds or what have you. But we're going to stick with full stops just to get the point over. What is a stop? A stop is, in effect, a halving or a doubling of the amount of light. You can check this out online if you want to know more about it. I'm just giving you examples here because I haven't got much time. So with the camera aperture, if you adjust the aperture from f8 to f11, this is an adjustment of one stop. The aperture has been made smaller, so it allows, allows one stop less of light through the aperture. Aperture? Aperture? That one stop is actually a halving of the amount of light. Same with the shutter. If you change the shutter speed from 1 60th of a second to 1 125th of a second, this is also an adjustment of one stop. The shutter is open for half the time with the 125th of a second setting, letting one stop or half of light through to the sensor. The same applies with ISO. ISO 100 to ISO 200 is an adjustment of one stop. At an ISO of 200, the camera is, or the camera sensor, should I say, apologies, is twice as sensitive to light as at an ISO of 100. If you change the aperture by one stop from f8 to f11, halving the light, and change the shutter speed by one stop from 1 60th of a second to 1 30th of a second, doubling the light, then you have the correct exposure. And that is the exposure triangle. The exposure triangle allows you to take a correct exposure with any combination of ISO, shutter and aperture, and then change mainly the aperture and shutter speed to get creative effects while still getting the correct exposure. That's the fundamental point I wanted to get over here. The three are related and are completely interchangeable. You can also use the exposure triangle to deliberately change how an image is captured. If, for example, the camera said 1 60th of a second at f8, if you wanted to make the image slightly darker, you could increase the shutter speed by one stop, or you could reduce the aperture or increase the aperture. See, I always get this wrong. That's why it's such a complicated mess. Basically, get your camera, put it in manual mode, set the dials to the correct exposure, and looking through the viewfinder, change the aperture and the shutter, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. That'll probably be on, a, on an LCD screen these days. Okay, so to recap, the exposure triangle is a relationship of the three elements, aperture, shutter, and ISO. Different combinations of the three elements can produce correct exposures. Here are three examples of the same exposure. F8. 1 250th of a second, ISO 400. If you change the aperture to f5.6 and change the shutter speed to 1 500th of a second, it's the same exposure. As is f5.6, 1 250th of a second, ISO 200. Okay, enough examples. I could go on about this forever. I am really hoping that I have explained exposure triangle and that you now understand it. Please let me know. Next on the Photography Explained podcast, well, let's get right into those three elements of the exposure triangle. I might start with aperture as it begins with A. Okay, I'm done for this week. 10 minutes will be achieved. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. And please subscribe too so you don't miss an episode. And you could also help me tremendously by telling anybody who you think might be interested in my um, podcast. And if they could listen, that would be 
wonderful. You can also check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, where you can find out all about me and my architectural and construction photography work, as well as my blog, where you can learn lots more about my photography. I know they said blog then, which would have been unfortunate. Finally, if there's something you want me to explain in my own inimitable style, please let me know. Just head over to my website. There's lots of ways you can get in touch. And with that, I will say thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.